All right, welcome to the very first episode of Redemption Podcast. My name is Jacob. I'm the owner of Redemption Ride Company. <laughs> and uh, t- today I'm here with a very special guest, my good friend, Ethan Bally, owner of EB Thrift Shop. What's up? How's it going? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing very good. This is the very first episode. Kind of weird, kind of, you know, trying try, try to figure it all out, but really excited for what this is going to bring. Like, our whole goal and mission, right, is to go out and spread a message of redemption to everybody. And so um, helping people find the barriers that are holding them down in their life and inspire them to overcome it. And so one of the ways that we want to do that now is um, by having this show and bringing on people like you who are, you're, you're going to share your story in a little, little bit. Really cool mm-hmm. stuff. I've had the pleasure of knowing Ethan for a while and it's just really cool. You've inspired me to do a lot. And so I hope that your story will also inspire others. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we're all about. Um, yeah. So you want to introduce yourself and kind of say a bit about like what, like what is EB through thrift shop before we get started? Yeah, sure. So, um, my name is Ethan. Um, I, people call me EB. That's why, where the name EB thrift shop comes from. Uh, that's my initials. Um, so I sell vintage clothing. Um, it's my full time, like my business. That's what I do. Um, I've been doing it for probably about three to four years now. I, and I started full time only about eight months ago. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm set up in multiple locations. I do pop-ups and stuff like that. So, um, pretty much like what my mission is, is to, um, kind of like give second, secondhand clothes, a second chance, a second life, um, because there's so many, you know, clothes being sent to landfills and I, I don't know. I just, I'm a chance at redemption slide. Yeah. There you go. Little, uh, sponsorship right there. <laughs> Plug. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I always just felt a little guilty, like wearing brand new clothes and everything. Um, so I kind of just like, it's just a personal, um, decision that I made to start selling secondhand clothes. Awesome. Well, we're happy to have you. I'm happy to have you. Yeah. Um, so how, so how, how we're planning on having this go is that every, every, however often we make the show, I'm going to like start, like, like start off by pre- pre- presenting some redemption news of what's going on in the world. Like p- places that people are seeing some some redemption happening in, in real life, in our media, on sports or in business or whatever's happening in the real world. And so today we're gonna start off by giving out a shout out to the Jacksonville Jaguars. This, <laughs> this weekend, if you were watching Wild Card Weekend in the NFL, you would know that uh, that, that Jacksonville was down twenty seven to seven in the first half, and they came back and won thirty one to thirty. What Dang. a cool game! Like for, for for Trevor Lawrence, amazing game. And uh, yeah, if you're a, if you're a football fan, pretty cool redemption story. Um, yeah, so that's the only one I have for now. But if you guys have any, please just let me know, and I'll make sure to include them in in the next episode. I know absolutely nothing about sports, so I have no idea what that means. I hope they do. Did they win? They won. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thirty-one to thirty, man. Huge. Come on. How did you not know about? <laughs> no, no. There, there's nothing wrong with not knowing. Football. There's also nothing wrong with knowing football. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. It means a lot. <laughs> oh. Um. All right. So let's get into to your story and everything that that you've done over the past few year, few years with EB. So tell us about the beginning. What like like you said you yeah you uh, wanted to really grasp the idea of recycling clothes redeeming Uh clothes you know and like uh wanting to wear some old stuff instead of some new stuff and yeah so what inspired you to start selling that old stuff 
So I, I probably about four years ago, I started thrifting a whole lot and I, I just absolutely loved it. And when I would go, people would actually, they would come up to me and be, they'd be like, oh, where'd you get that? And I was like, oh, I thrifted it. And then they would literally try to buy it from me. And I was like, wait, I just bought this for like a cheap price, like thrifted, you know, everything. And so I started flipping and I actually ended up making a bit of money doing that. And so I kind of realized that there's a little bit of a potential doing that. And although I do have, you know, a guilty conscience in wearing like, um, fast fashion clothes. I always, I still do um, support, you know, like small businesses and everything. Like I'll, I'll ride, to, I'll, I'll wear uh, Redemption Ride stuff. Don't worry. I appreciate I that, do. man. I was I starting do. to think, I was like, man, you're putting me out of business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't mean to put you under the bus like that. <laughs> My no, bad. Good. Yeah. So that's pretty much what happened. Um, yeah. That was about four years ago. And I it just kind of, I kind of built myself, uh, built my way up from there. Um, and uh, yeah. Awesome. Um, so like, where'd you sell? Like you said, you like friend, like friend, friends and stuff were, were, were buying stuff off you. Um, just, yeah. Like, just, was it the clothes off your back? Like when did you actually start going out and finding thing, things to bring other people and like being mm-hmm. like, Hey, Oh, you're looking for that. Oh, I saw that somewhere. Was it more of like a, yeah, like a friend asking you, Hey, uh, I want like a, like a fleece hoodie. Do you know where I could get one? And then you were mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, I know a place. Then you got it for them. Or like, how'd you, how'd you start doing that? Yeah, so I actually right now, um, so I have an Instagram for my uh, for my shop. It's, called, it's EB Thrift Shop. Um, that's where I pretty much started everything. But uh, before it all started, that account was actually my Finsta. I would post the dumbest stuff on there. I would post like you know like behind the scenes of like my own life. You know, like I don't know. I feel like a lot of people do that. I don't, did you ever do that? I don't think I had a Finsta, but I know yeah. I followed yours. There, and, there yeah, you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I that's pretty much what started. Like I would just post, you know, my favorite finds at the thrifts and then people would try to buy them. Um, and I just realized there's potential for that. And then um, I I kind of just got started getting invited to selling in person at in-person shops. And then I started doing markets. Um, I mean, that was probably a few years later, but... Um, yeah, so when I first when I first started, I just started getting like ca- customers from, you know, people in my classes and just my close friends and everything. And so um, that's pretty much how it started. Cool. So then, what was the moment where where you realized like, oh man, this could actually be a business? Was there like some random person who wanted to buy something from you, and you're like, who is this person? Like, wow, random people want to buy, or was it more of like a, mm. I don't know, like what was the moment where you're like, oh, this could be like a business? I don't think there was an exact moment that I can think of. It was just more of like a gradual thing. Um, and of course, because right now I don't, um, I, I sell in such large quantities and in large volumes, um, I can't source everything on my own at thrift shops. And so um, uh, I do have, you know, suppliers that, you know, they supply me with uh, secondhand vintage clothing, obviously, and that they source from uh, these warehouses that are, they, they're they just exported, like all these vintage used clothing that's just been sitting there for, for many, many years. And so um, it is very ethical and a sustainable. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I source uh, sustainably. So, um, yeah. Awesome. Cool. Um, yeah. So where from, from, from there? So obviously, like, I, I, like, I have you here because there, there's a redemption story somewhere mm-hmm. here, right? There, there's a point when maybe felt, felt like it was going away or the dream was going away, it went downhill, and then it mm-hmm. somehow came back up again. So where... So I guess, I, I don't know if we've kind of gotten to that point, but you're selling online, like doing well, selling to friends, expanding p- p- beyond that. Was there more rise before a fall there? Or was there where, like, yeah, I'm kind of trying to figure out where the fall mm-hmm. is in the timeline, yeah. you know? Um, so let me think. Uh, 
I so I, I started doing this full time uh, about eight to ten months ago, and right before that, I would say is where you know the redemption came. Um, I I was I was selling. I, I just finished selling um, at an in, at a shop in person. I was doing a guest booth, um, and that was like when my sales online just dropped. Like I I used to make consistent online sales. I would do maybe twenty to thirty orders a week, and it dropped to like. I, I, I wouldn't even say one, like maybe one to two a week. Um, and that was like, obviously like that was super discouraging. It was pretty depressing to me. I was like, wow, like I was actually making money out of this and now there's nothing coming into my pocket. And so, um, do you know why you, you think that happened? Sorry to cut you off. Just yeah. Like, what? I, I, I mean, it might've been the Instagram algorithm since I was, you know, my main source of, of making orders were on Instagram. Um, I'm not too sure what happened. Uh, maybe it's just lack of engagement for my audience. Um, but that's that's when I kind of realized that the key to um, you know making orders and everything and like uh, fulfilling orders and getting customers is consistency. Um, it's not only like on Instagram too. And like and a, qu- a quick little side note: um, don't build your business on one single platform because, like for example, I built my business all on Instagram. But it, what if what, what would happen if Instagram were to shut down? Like I would just lose like my whole gone. <laughs> like I would I would literally lose all my customers. And so that's when I kind of started expanding, and I, I kind of started to realize that you know like if I were to stay consistent and I would like build off of other platforms, um, I can kind of just gain more of an audience. And so I expanded. I started selling on uh, Depop and Grailed. Um, those are two selling platforms. Uh, for those who don't know, um, it's kind of like the Facebook Marketplace or KGG of like clothing basically um and so i sell sell i was selling on those and i've recently hopped onto tiktok and it's it's been doing really good so um yeah like i i guess it was just kind of an awakening moment i was like yeah like consistency i just i just got to stay consistent and you know even in 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 the discouraging times i can't just like you know quit you know Mm -hmm. i i need to i need to stay through you know fight through those those dark times the times where you know sales will be low um, you know, cause it's not always going to be rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> oh, that's well said, man. I think we kind of scared, skipped over this too, though. Like, um, what part do you think did like, did was COVID a part that played in your online sales back in the, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the timeline was exactly, but like, was it kind of after COVID when you started going in person, people weren't shopping on Instagram or online mm-hmm. as much? Did, was that the same thing or was that not related at all? I mean, I, so I started actually like being more serious in my business when, when COVID first hit i uh what year was it was it 20 yeah so covid hit 2020 and i i pretty much started at the end of 2020 um i started getting more like being more active and so because people were all online you know everybody's stuck at home that's when the orders were all coming in because um i was i was big on doing instagram live streams and everybody would just join in and they would just like oh yeah that was they, sick I remember yeah that. They, they people were bored and so they would just like they would just hop on and be like okay i'll buy that and then i would just you know make a couple of bucks like every every night i would do it on instagram live um so i would say that covid definitely did impact my my sales but um as you know things started to open back up i kind of realized like i need to move in person like i need to start selling like in shops and stuff and so that's when i started doing pop-ups and i started selling um in person uh, at you know, physical permanent stores. And so, um, that's just, yeah, I just built my, built my, my way up, my way up from there. Sick. I think that yeah. one thing that like 
was key that I started figuring out too is that your like your brand, your company has to have a face to, to it. Obviously, mm. like, there's something and things were okay. Like it's the product, yeah. the face, okay. But when you're when you're trying to promote something more than just the product you're selling, then mm-hmm. like you need a face. And so like I think it was so key for you to get out and like yeah. be there, be present. And like that's why I think that's also why Instagram works so well for you too. Is like though like those live streams, well, like was awesome. You were like actually just standing in front of the camera and like showing off each individual piece of clothing and like i would just yeah. look at the comments and be like i want it i want it, i want it and like whoever commented first just yeah. got the thing and it's like yeah. it looked like a mess to organize i remember you oh, like man. showing me you're like writing it all down on a paper yeah and then, like yeah. i had to do it all after but i don't know just cool it was so personal it was so like and people loved that the people who knew you the mm-hmm. people who didn't know you too yeah. it was just cool it had a face to it yeah and yeah. i think um what what people often forget to do in businesses is to have like your own little thing like you know my thing was instagram lives and obviously it's changed but like don't be afraid to have your own little niche your own little thing that like makes you stand out from other businesses you know um like i love creativity like i love like just creating like what i think is what makes my business up like mine you know like uh for example like when i post stories like i always try to get creative you know like i i I use like the drawing art stuff and i i use like gifs and stuff and like i just make it like look creative and cool and like like when people see my stories i'm sure they're like oh yeah that's ebs because like you know like i i want to be different i don't want to be like that same you know thrift shop that everybody else has Mm -hmm. or every other thrift thrift seller or every other reseller has you know so um yeah that's cool. You also mentioned like, uh, well, you didn't mention it on uh, on camera camera yet, but telling me how, um, like the connect the connection with other vendors, the connection mm-hmm. with other with other businesses was such a yeah. big part of like over the past year, you mm-hmm. kind of taking off was like, okay, there's a a networking to be done. Mm-hmm. Like, what exactly did that look like? How did that impact your business? Yeah. Oh man, I can't emph- emphasize the importance of connections. Like, if if you're starting a business, like. You need to not be afraid to get your name out there, get yourself out there and to, you know, start talking to other people. Um, just the other day, you know, I was at a coffee shop with like one of my friends. And um, before I left, I, I started talking with the owner and I was just like, we were just talking about business. And I was like, oh, I actually run a business too. And he's like, oh, well, maybe we can collaborate in the future sometime. You know, like just like these little conversations is like what sparks like these like little ideas. You know, maybe eventually we'll start, you know, collaborating together and I'll, you know, like we'll do something together with like coffee and clothes. I don't know, like yeah. whatever. So haven't you um, done that? You've done like a cafe pop ups and stuff. And I have. Like, yeah. I have done cafe, cafe pop ups. Yeah. You know, so like honestly, like just get your name out there. Don't be afraid to like um, get creative, like with like your projects and everything, you know. Sick. Yeah. And so do you, can you think of like a moment in particularly where like. I don't know, someone specific you met and an event that came from it or a collaboration that came from it that really mm. just took off, like one of the partnerships either you have now or you had before, like, mm. I don't know, what was the coolest uh, proof of that paying off? Mm. Um, actually, my very first pop-up that I did, um, there's this uh, thrifting event. It's called TSM, the, the street market. Um, they're based in Toronto, but they, they travel, uh, they're a traveling market. And uh, they came exactly a year ago. That's when I started doing in-person pop-ups. Um, they uh, they came to Montreal and they, and they did three markets in four weeks. And I was invited to all of them um, 
uh, well, I applied to them, but I also knew the owners because, you know, with the vintage, because of the vintage community, because of Instagram and because I would, you know, reach out and I would try to meet new people. And so those, the owners of TSM, I kind of just got to know them. And, um, you know, like it was just su super awesome that I, you know, that was, that was also the first time I met them in person too. So it was like super weird, like seeing like them face to face and everything um but just like because i was connected with them online and um we would like share like certain creative stuff and um and stuff like that that's that's like that's just how i got connected yeah cool and so moving away from online to now like multiple in-person locations or like mm -hmm. um like like other stuff going on how did that happen and how i don't know like uh, yeah kind of talk about that what was your experience with moving from uh, just pop-ups to now mm -hmm. okay hey you can always shop at e like for EB <laughs> clothes at this location like how how was that transition yeah so um this past summer was like the like I, I was a traveling thrift shop basically like every single weekend I was out doing um doing events doing markets um and most of them were out of town unfortunately because Montreal is kind of dead in terms of like doing like uh, thrifting pop-ups. So like, um, where would you go? I would go to Toronto. That's a big place. That's vi they're very big in you know vintage and everything. So um, I'll go Sick. to Toronto often. Um, I just lost track. What was your initial question? Uh, the, sorry, on <laughs> the locations, like uh, the transition from oh. pop-ups to like physical locations yeah. all the time. Yeah. So um, when I finished the summer, when I finished you know uh, traveling all the time. Um, I made so many connections, you know, like each weekend I would have, you know, all the like dozens and dozens of customers and I would meet all these new people and vintage resellers as well. And so, um, kind of over that time, I just built my reputation. I, I kind of got my name out there. And so, um, the local Montreal, like vintage resellers, they kind of saw me and they, they noticed me and I started making connections and then I kind of reached out to them and, um, we, I was invited to multiple locations, and now I'm in the works of uh, becoming a vendor at a third location that starts uh, that's yeah. opening February fourth. So that's sick, yeah. man. And then all in the Montreal area. Sorry. And they're all in the Montreal yes. area. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. That's so exciting. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um. So what else? Like, where do you you have come to this far now? You're doing this full time. This is what you want to do. Um. How long? What do you see in the future? Like, <laughs> I don't know. What's the future look like for EB Thrift Shop? Hmm. That's actually a good question. Um, I asked this a lot myself. <laughs> I kind of, unex this was completely unexpected. Like I didn't plan to do this full time. Um, you know, like I was in school, I was working in the, or I was um, in school to work in the field of recreation. Um, and then I finished school and I had my shop already running. You know, it was part time. I wasn't doing much. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try for a little bit to do this full time and I'm going to see what happens. You know, I'm going to see where it takes me. And after the summer, I was like, I'm going to keep going. I'm not going to stop. So, yeah. you know, I didn't let anything stop me. I just kept going and I just pushed myself further. Um, and uh, right now, I would say one of my top goals uh, is definitely to open up my own personal shop. Um, I would love to so just, sick. you know, just have my own spot where like people can just come and like shop EB, you know, like exclusively. Um because, you know, like right now I'm at other locations, which I'm very thankful for. And I, I'm so thankful for the owners for letting me be there and everything. Um, but there's just something different about owning your own shop. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. So um, that's definitely one of my, my top goals. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, where can people go buy your stuff? Like, is this a... Uh... Like yeah, where are you? Where can where where can they go right now? 
So right now I'm set up, um, for those who live in Montreal, I'm set up at Marché Flow. That's on St. Denis Street. Um, it's pretty much in the heart of Montreal. It's a very, very popular street. There's high foot traffic and everything. So Marché Flow, there's 25 vendors and I'm one of them um, mm -hmm. that's there. Um, and I'm also uh, a vendor, I'm a long-term guest vendor at uh, the Gallery Montreal that's in NDG um, on Sherbrooke Street. It's right across from uh, Girard Park. Um, and so you can always visit that, um, those two locations. And the third location that we're opening, um, it is going to be called Tricky 2. Um, so there is Tricky Inc., but we're opening up the second one. It's called Tricky 2. And that one's opening up at, in Point Claire. That's so cool, man. Yeah. So exciting. Congrats yeah. Eh, on that. Yeah, thank you. So cool. So exciting. Um, if you could say, like, one thing that just makes your thrift shop different than the others, like, why? I know that, like, not your like obviously you 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 shared the, the the locations with everybody else but e, like eb thrift shop in and of itself you kind of shared your mission a bit um what makes you different than the other th thrift shops that people have in montreal i guess or in general hmm. i would say i try as best as i can with my business to make it personal like i when people shop with me i want them to know that there's a face behind the product you know like right now i'm i'm also in the works of opening up a website and when, with that website i when they're shopping i want them to to know that it's not just about a business it's about you know like the 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 connection between the customer and you know just like i i want them to know that there's love behind every single order that is fulfilled That's so awesome. um yeah yeah love that that's so cool man awesome um what are like you so you've done this you've come on this journey you're going still forward i think you're still planning on going full-time for for now it's, it's yeah. not looking to end anytime <laughs> soon what's uh like we kind of gave like some little tips and advices here and there through like throughout the the show but like what's one thing i guess you could say to uh to everyone on like what they can do like what they can do to uh to sorry i just saw the camera turned off <laughs> we got a camera that turned off <laughs> we can go on the other one um what's a piece of advice that, that that you would have for i guess any entrepreneur trying to start this thing so i know like it could be all unorganized like mm -hmm. key to staying organized or key to staying focused or key to staying um mm -hmm. driven like i don't know what's a le a, le a, le a lesson that you've learned that's a better way to say mm -hmm. what i'm trying to say what's your big lesson that you've learned a lesson that i've learned um i would say is that you can't please everybody and not everybody will be pleased to work with you mm. um that's something that i've <laughs> definitely learned recently you know i've I had a bad experience with another business and unfortunately i i don't think we're ever going to do business again but it's just it's, it's just how we work you know like sometimes things don't work out and you know it's just you can't please everybody and so um I would reinforce the things that I said previously, um, making connections, yeah. so important. That's crucial to your business. Um, mm. And also consistency. Consistency, like always staying posting, uh, always posting, sorry, and always, you know, staying on, on top of your work and everything. And also to just not be afraid of the times where, you know, your sales might be low. Like, you know, you, you can't expect it always <laughs> to be running super smoothly yeah. and for it to be doing super well um and that's something that i realized early on as well that you know i, I just got to fight through it i just got to keep going and I, I just got to hope that it'll eventually get better 
you know so well, that's well said man and there's always redemption for those who are looking for mm-hmm. it like you've seen that like you look yeah. for it and you found it and like <laughs> man it's there and i'm i'm happy for you that's super awesome thank you, thank you so much for taking that the time to come and share that with yeah. you too i hope you guys uh you really were inspired by what ethan had to, had to say mm-hmm. as well um yeah. and yeah with that inspiration use it to you know find to, to find your own redemption experience your own freedom and uh mm-hmm use that to inspire others because that's uh, that's what we want to do that's why we're here yeah. Um, cool so yeah yeah thank you for coming yeah thanks for having me appreciate and, it and uh, we'll see you guys next time on the redemption show <laughs>